Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, March 9th, 527 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. Maycorn futures up three at 628 and a half. May soybeans up nine at fifteen twenty-six and three quarters. May Chicago wheat up a quarter cent at six eighty-seven and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat up a quarter cent at eight dollars and a half. May spring wheat up eight cents at eight forty-six and a half. I'm going to start off with the wheat market this morning, which posted some fresh lows just yesterday. Spot month SRW wheat futures traded their lowest level since September of 2021 yesterday. Spot month HRW futures barely held on to their low from January. Spot month spring wheat futures fell to their lowest level since July of 2021. The market appears to be optimistic regarding an extension of the Black Sea grain deal. Uh, Cargill said earlier this week that they're optimistic about an extension. Uh, Bloomberg noted in their piece regarding this matter that the grain deal and keeping it in place is a top priority for China. Uh, China buys grain from Ukraine, and perhaps because of the China-Russia relationship, uh, maybe Russia will be interested in keeping this deal intact or in place and extending it beyond the March 18th deadline. So for the time being, the wheat market is awfully soft. Uh, U.S. crop problems are very, very real in the Southern Plains in particular. We've seen the crop ratings from Kansas and Texas and Oklahoma and places like that. They're not good, but it just doesn't matter for the moment. Now, maybe once we start to see national crop ratings here in a few weeks, maybe that situation will start to matter to the trade. But uh, for the moment, um, it's just the, the lack of, of competitiveness uh, in regard to U.S. wheat prices versus global wheat prices and also optimism regarding the Black Sea grain deal. Now, maybe on that same note, um, there was a big uh, missile or rocket attack overnight. Russia launched this big attack on Ukraine overnight, uh, largest attack since mid-February. Damage to critical infrastructure and residential buildings noted in 10 regions of the country. These strikes have become a little bit less frequent during the winter months. The ground battle has been kind of like a stalemate over the winter. Uh, U.S. intelligence does not believe that Russia will make any big territorial gains this year due to large casualties, other factors, but maybe more of an escalation. Maybe this is just more of the same. But again, to go back to the wheat and the trade's attitude, the trade seems to think for the moment uh, that the grain deal will be extended. And I say, I suppose we'll find out in short order here. Uh, yesterday's USDA report did not feature any major surprises, in my opinion, at least. Uh, perhaps surprising to some people would be the fact that USDA reduced its projection for U.S. corn exports by 75 million bushels. Now, I have been like a broken record in regard to this matter. We know that the pace of, of shipments and sales uh, corn out of the U.S., they've been way behind where they needed to be. And every other analyst out there uh, has, has been pointing to the same thing. So this was a warranted change. It was just a little bit more aggressive than what the trade it expected. So you've got this U.S. carryout number at, at 1.342 billion, a little bit higher than the average trade guess, but I can't say that that move is surprising, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, USDA shuffled around some of the uh, domestic demand numbers for soybeans, U.S. wheat balance sheet unchanged. I'll skip to South America here. So USDA was actually a little bit more aggressive than the trade had expected when it came to Argentina production cuts. They moved the Argentina soybean crop down to 33 million metric tons, which was below trade expectations. They moved the corn crop down to 40. But kind of similar deal here. I think 
that the trade had um, had believed that USDA would kind of slow play these cuts to Argentina, and they were a little bit more aggressive than expected. But still, these estimates here, that 33 for Argentina soybeans, that 40 for Argentina corn, those are still above the estimates that are floating around from a lot of uh, the private groups. So I didn't see anything overly surprising in the report yesterday. If you uh, want to look at this stuff like like versus the average trade gas and take that at face value. I suppose there are some implications, but I just don't see anything that surprised me uh, at all. Guys, report day is a great day to be a premium subscriber. Typically within 20 minutes of the report, I have a video blasted out via text message uh, to my premium subscribers. I kind of give you the highlights, the lay of the land. What does this mean for the market? I had that uh, stuff out yesterday very quickly. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, new video every single business day, uh, in addition to the morning email and a ton of other information 50 bucks a month cancel at any time no other fee no other obligation nobody will try to sell you anything else just go to standardgrain.com uh, sign up this morning now speaking of those argentina crop production estimates uh, they continue to be cut so the rosario grain exchange in argentina pegged the soybean crop at 27 million metric tons uh, their estimate was 34 and a half previously usda just yesterday at 33 so you see usda at 33 you see the Rosario Grain Exchange at 27. USDA is probably still too high uh, in all likelihood. If confirmed, that soybean production estimate of 27, that would be the lowest since the 1999-2000 marketing year, uh, according to USDA data at least. Uh, Rosario Grain Exchange pegged the country's corn crop at 35 million, down sharply from 42 and a half previously. USDA is at 40. So again, USDA, uh, even though they were a little bit more aggressive than expected, they're probably still too high with their Argentina production numbers. U.S. ethanol production improved last week. Weekly output just above a million barrels per day. That print was up seven-tenths of a percentage point on the week, but off 1.8% versus the same week last year. Pretty normal seasonal print. Ethanol stocks were up 2.2% uh, on the week at 25.32 million barrels. That is the highest seasonal print for ethanol stocks on record, eclipsing last year's print for this same time frame by a pretty slim margin. Implied U.S. gasoline demand was down 6% on the week and down 4.5% versus the same week last year. These gasoline demand numbers from EIA are glitchy to say the best or uh, uh, on average over the last four weeks, implied gasoline demand is about flat versus last year. So that's probably your better metric would be like the four-week average. We're about flat versus last year when it comes to gasoline demand. CFTC released another backdated commitment of traders report yesterday. I don't know when they're going to catch up, guys. This data is accurate as of February 14th. I'm not even going to run through this. I'll give you the private estimates uh, at yesterday's close. Private groups estimate that funds were net long 150,000 contracts of corn, which has come down quite a bit, uh, 163,000 contracts net long in soybeans, and net short, a whopping 120,000 contracts of SRW wheat. Um, I don't know when the updated stuff will be released. I suppose we'll find out sometime soon. We've got an export sales report this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Um, corn sales expected 600 to 1.2 for the current marketing year. Soybean sales expected 200,000 to 750.00. Wheat sales expected 150 to 500. In the outside markets, um, the U.S. dollar is a little bit lower this morning. Uh, we've got the S&P down seven. The Dow is up just a little bit, so mixed in the stock market. Bonds are kind of mixed in treasuries here. Uh, gold's up four bucks. Crude oil is up 11 cents in the April WTI at 76.77. I did not mention the cattle market, which was mixed yesterday. Uh, feeder cattle were sharply higher. I suppose the feeder market kind of liked that uh, lower corn trade. Not much to speak of in terms of cash cattle yet this week. The bids and offers are kind of lining up for maybe a trade in the 164, 165 neighborhood. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you on Friday.